0: Welcome to another chapter of Traveling on Limekiln Pike with your host Brian Powell. In today's chapter, I wanted to tell you a story on how I ended up going to a city that felt like France, but I only had to drive there from New Jersey. This is a story on how my oldest friend and I decided to spend our 20-year friendship anniversary in the beautiful city of Montreal. If you haven't already... Please like and subscribe to the podcast. So how did me and my friend for over 20 years end up traveling to Montreal for a 20-year anniversary trip? We wanted to do something special since we were friends for 20 years. His name is Steve and... I had known him ever since the first day of kindergarten. We've been friends ever since. So we wanted to do something special for knowing each other for 20 years. And we're looking at different places. We know we didn't want to take a plane anywhere. We want something in driving distance. Then we remembered seven years prior to us and a few other of our friends had done a road trip to Toronto, Ontario, when we were 19, first year into our undergrad studies. So we decided, Hey, we went to Toronto seven years ago as a group of friends. We should do a one on one thing and go to another major city in driving distance in Canada, Montreal. He thought that was a fantastic idea, and then we decided to go down in June in 2014. Another reason why we wanted to go is that I had heard from a coworker of mine of all the great things you can do in Montreal. Not only with the food, but the culture, being a French particular culture, and a bunch of activities we could do, including a jazz festival that was happening that same weekend we decided to go down. So because of, you know the history of us going to Toronto, the recommendations from my coworker, as well as wanting to do something special in driving distance, Montreal became the ideal place for us to go. So to go down there, me and Steve drove all the way from Philadelphia, where she picked me up from New Jersey. And then we made the seven to eight hour trip all the way through upstate New York City, all the way to Montreal. It was a very easy ride, hardly any issues whatsoever. And it's a very scenic ride as well during the summertime. And when we arrived, This is more the early times of Airbnb. It had been around for a few years at that point in time, but hasn't been as big as it is today in 2020. So I actually found a Airbnb in the Le Plateau, Montréal area, very artsy district, a little bit maybe 5, 10 a train ride away from the downtown center, and it really felt like you were living in the Montreal community instead of in a random hotel. And it was a great Airbnb, only $45 a night, so it was a great bang for our buck for a little weekend getaway there. If you decide to take the trip to Montreal, here are a few tips and tricks I can tell you to make your trip to Montreal as pleasant and enjoyable as experience. My number one tip, and probably my favorite tip, is walk around and truly enjoy the French cultural influence. As I said earlier, once you go into Montreal, you truly feel like you're in Paris, France, or Nice, or something with highly French influence. From the architecture, the language, the food, and the ambiance, it truly feels like you're in a different country, even though you are a different country from the United States to Canada. I feel like you're definitely not even in Canada. I feel like you're in a, like a French major city like Paris. And you will probably need to know a few phrases to get by, like, just to see if you speak English to someone so you can at least start a conversation. Because most people in Montreal speak both English and French, but to be polite, you should probably introduce yourself in French just to begin that conversation. The second recommendation I would give is definitely take the metro. We did side the tribe there uh, from New Jersey and Philadelphia to Montreal, but once you're there, you can take the metro basically anywhere you want within the city subway as well as, as a bus but we rarely even took a bus to be completely honest with you going around it was super convenient the map was a little bit difficult to kind of understand because a little bit was in french but if you're used to taking a lot of public transportations if you see a location which all the trains kind of merge into one location more than likely it's probably the most populous area in the city to do things and where activities were and so we followed that basic logic and we're able to get around and understand the map after a couple of stops a third tip i would recommend is as i said earlier learn a little bit of french again it, you don't have to know have a rosetta stone and understand every single french phrase but understanding a little bit of french will get you a long way there are times in which I didn't really speak French first. I speak English and some of the people were a little bit annoyed that I didn't start the conversation in French. So I definitely recommend learning a couple of French phrases like hello, do you speak English, goodbye, just to you know, try to be a part of the culture. A fourth tip I would say is come during times of festivals. We had gone towards the jazz festival, which was late June, early July, and the city was packed with people and musicians. I think Snoop Dogg was there at that point in time, uh, the year that I was there. And not only there's jazz festival, there was a Formula One race that was happening a few weeks prior to, and a number of different festivals and events that happened throughout the whole entire year in Montreal, particularly during the summer months, so I would highly recommend coming towards a festival time because the city just feels truly alive with so many activities and a lot of people out and about. Another tip I would recommend is I would definitely come during the summertime, definitely between April to September, October. If you don't know, Canada is relatively a northern country, and during the winter times, it can be significantly cold times of negative 5 or 10 degrees on average on every single day. It's not out of the question. But during the summertime, it's perfect. It's normally 80 degrees, very sunny, no participation compared to later in the year. And it's warm, but not overtly too warm or hot. So. Summer months, I would definitely come. And as an extra tip, I didn't do this, but it's highly recommended for a lot of people when they're traveling to Montreal to do this: is take an Amtrak train to Montreal, especially from New York City. A friend of mine had taken the train there. It takes around eight hours, but it said it was like the most beautiful scenic train ride he has ever taken his whole entire life traveling through mountains, going through small little towns in upstate New York, and seeing the scenery of traveling to Montreal, he said it was one of the most beautiful experiences he ever had. And I believe Amtrak had listed it, or a lot of websites have listed it as a top 10 most scenic train routes in the country. So, again, if you have a little extra time and don't mind taking the train to Montreal, because it might be between 8 and 10 hours, depending upon what you do, I would highly recommend taking an Amtrak train. And relatively, if it's before the dull days of the summer months, you can get a round-trip ticket from New York City to Montreal for less than $100. So that's a humongous recommendation I would give to anyone traveling to Montreal. So when I think about our trip to Montreal, me and my oldest friend Steve, there are a lot of stories that first come to mind. Our first time trying poutine, our experiences at the Jazz Festival, us getting lost trying to find a train someplace, our trip to one of the many islands that are around the Montreal area. But the one thing that truly comes to mind is our climb up Mount Royale Park and the luckiness that we were able to get back in one piece. Before I get into that story, I kind of want to give you a background of what kind of led us to Mount Royal Park. Most of the time we're there, we're only there for four days, but most of the time beforehand we're either going to bars, eating food, hanging out at the Airbnb, or just walking around the city doing the normal touristy things. Number one, we're not really outdoorsy people, so going to a park wasn't the highlight, I guess, of our particular time going to Montreal as well. Me and Steve weren't the biggest planners in the world. Before we even got to Montreal, we only had two things we wanted to do. Eat poutine and eat at Schwartz's Deli, which is one of the best smoked meat delis in the whole entire, not only country, but the world. When we got to Montreal, we had decided we should probably do more than just eat. So we ended up finding other locations organically via talking with people or walking around randomly within the city. So one day we decided this is going to be good weather. Instead of us randomly walking around and discovering things like the biosphere and the Notre Dame Basilica and the downtown old Montreal, let's actually plan out our day. So we'd look at different options via TripAdvisor and top 10 list of things to do in Montreal. And the number one thing nearly consistently was going to Mount Royal Park. So we're like, well, if everyone's saying we should go here, we should go here. So we found the subway that took us maybe 15, 20-minute walk from Mount Royale Park, took the subway there, and then we walked to Mount Royal Park. And that's where our adventures began. Montréal Park was probably one of the most popular areas I had seen in our time in Montreal. Not only was it huge land-wise, it was tall, too, because at the top of it was a mountain that overlooked the whole entire city and got breathtaking views. So when we first entered there, we knew this was definitely a place to be. The funny part of it is that me living in Central Park, I also realized a person that created Central Park also created this park as well. And knowing how much I like Central Park, I knew I was going to enjoy this particular experience. So when we entered Mount Royale Park, we saw a lot of people eating in picnic areas or playing frisbee outside. And then we also saw another area too where a bunch of people were in a drum circle and drumming different beats uh, throughout the whole entire park. And there was a crowd of probably at least 100 or 200 people looking around, either participating in the drum circle or tourists taking pictures on the outside. And it was a very crowded and loud area. So we decided to walk around there and and see what the festivities were about. And it was a very exciting time. People were really feeling very energetic. Another thing about this park too, uh, there's a place where people smoke a, a lot of marijuana and a lot of weed, so you smell that aroma everywhere. It's almost intoxicating to a certain degree. But everyone's having fun, enjoying themselves, laughing, having a good time. And it was a it's 85 degrees and sunny, so it was uh, definitely a time of everyone was out and about having a good time. So we're walking around the park a little bit, and it's not really like Central Park. There's actually a lot of activities happening, like Shakespeare in the park, or like a zoo or anything of that nature. It's basically a general park from what I saw. So we were looking around, and we started looking up, and we saw how tall the park was, especially the mountain. I was like, you know what? I really want to get a great view of the city from here. And since we're here, we might as well climb up the mountain. And I asked Steve, he's like, hey, Steve, you willing to climb up this mountain? He looked at it for a second, and he was like, yeah, yeah sure. Why not? So we decided to make the trek up the mountain, and later did we know, it was a lot larger than we thought it was going to be. So we ended up walking into the park, and we started climbing up the mountain, which had trailways that kind of wrapped around the mountain, so it wasn't very difficult to actually know where you're going, it was just difficult to climb up the mountain constantly over and over and over again with different hills and the lack of trails some places, and all of that nature. So we started walking and we saw some people, then we saw less people, then we saw a significantly less people to a certain point which we only saw maybe one or two people on a trail at any given time. We weren't scared, but it was more like it was getting a little hot. We weren't probably in the best shape either and we were sweating and we only had one water bottle to share between the both of us and we weren't going to see any place selling water bottles anytime soon. So, after maybe half an hour, we're still talking, trying to have conversations, I think politically at that time, and just you know how everything was going, what we were planning to do that afternoon. But after 35 minutes, we're like, where are we? And we look behind us, we know we're barely like a fifth on top of the mountain. We're like, ugh, it's like, do we still want to do this? And we looked at each other, it's like, we already made it this way, we might as well keep on going. Long story short, we finally get up the mountain. Within an hour, you know, tripping over branches and getting lost in certain trails, in which the trails were dead ends. So we had to lap back around and go up another way. And I had to ask one couple where they went because they just recently got up the mountain. So we eventually got to the top of the mountain as far as we were going to get. And we saw an amazing view of the city. And it was very great to actually have the accomplishment of climbing that mountain and reaching it to the top as far we were going to get, even though we were sweaty and profusing with, you know, with, with sweat everywhere. And luckily enough, when we got to the top, we found someone selling water bottles, which is a great location, by the way, for this business. So we ended up buying a couple water bottles just to make sure we had enough for the ride back. But the funny thing is, we were up there, and we saw other people taking pictures, and then like we saw a bus drive through, dropping off people to take pictures on top of the mountain. There for five minutes, and they end up driving back down. Look at each other's like, we couldn't have found this bus to go up here instead of us taking an hours to climb this whole entire mountain. Which was very difficult being in our shape. At that point in time, we had asked the bus drivers, like, oh, is there any way we can get on this bus going down? Unfortunately, he said, Sorry, we don't pick up people from up here. We only pick up people from down the base. And then they pay for the round trip ticket to come back up. So we just were looking at each other like, ugh, I guess we got to climb back down this mountain again. Luckily enough, we had water. We knew how long it was going to take, and we knew the trail to get back. So instead of taking an hour for us to get back down, it only took us 45 minutes. And we found a shady area to go down the mountain, so we weren't sweating as profusely. So we got to the bottom of the mountain, tired, our legs were beat, I think my predominant has 25,000 steps at that point in time, it was only like 2 o'clock in the afternoon, and when we got to the bottom of that mountain, we were happy, we were excited that we no longer had to climb that mountain no more, and we were happy we were done. But then we realized, holy crap, we still have to walk 20 minutes back to the train. So we decided to lay down on the grass for 15, 20 minutes just to get our energies back. And then we ended up walking back to the train station and eventually walking to get some of that Schwartz Deli, the reason why we came to Montreal for. So overall, I had a lot of, of great stories, a lot of great experiences in Montreal that I will remember for my whole entire life. What you were telling me was the number one experience to remember from Montreal. Especially when I can say on the podcast, it will definitely be that tremendous and arduous climb up Mount Royal Park. What I like so much about Montreal is there's plenty of things to do during your visit there. The weather is fantastic and you do not need a car to get around because public transportation can kind of get you around and the food is amazing. So here are some ideal locations I believe you should visit while you're in Montreal. One of the biggest ones, and from the story I said earlier, I would definitely visit Mount Royale Park. It's a humongous park. There's plenty of activities and events happening at the park. And you can get a fantastic view of the whole entire city if you can make it up that humongous mountain, which we barely did. Another place I would visit is parc jean Japo. It's an island next to the Montreal, which is an island of itself, and it has so many different activities and things that are over there. You can spend a whole day there. The Biosphere is there, which is like a museum that you can see different aspects of nature. A Grand Prix track is there, which they held a Formula One race, I think, earlier, that month when I was there. There are beaches that are there. There's restaurants. There's a significantly a lot of activities that are there. And again, you could spend a whole entire day at that particular island if you so chose to, and a great place to walk around. Another place I would recommend from a friend but I didn't really visit, explore the underground. It's a mall that's connected underneath the ground, so if you decide during the very, very cold months to go down there, you can go to the shopping center without dealing with the frigid cold of Montreal. When it comes to eating, I definitely recommend St. Vator Bagel Shop. We had gotten there early one day, the line was going out the door, and the bagels were fantastic. And interesting note, just like New York City, Montreal is really, really well known for their bagels. And to be honest with you, I think I like it a little bit better than New York, but don't tell anybody. Another place I recommend going to is La Banquise. It's a poutine spot that is really, really well-renowned. If you know what poutine is, poutine is basically French fries with gravy and cheese curds. And it's a, basically a delicacy of Montreal. And you can put a whole bunch of different things in it, like meats and avocado. And it's a, it doesn't sound appetizing, but as soon as you see it, it's an amazing concoction that I I ate all the time when I was there. Even McDonald's has it. Another place I highly recommend is a delicatessen called Schwartz. They are world famous for their smoked meat sandwiches. And I can attest, there's a reason why they're famous. The line was 45 minutes just to get into the place, and once you're there, they give you these fantastic-tasting sandwiches. That was a significant help after climbing that Mont Royal Park earlier that afternoon. So Schwartz's Deli, a must-go-to if you go to Montreal. Well, that was my story on my 20-year anniversary vacation with one of my oldest friends, Steve, to Montreal. Like New Orleans, it was probably one of the most unique and interesting cultural experiences I ever had in a city in North America. I highly recommend going with your best bud, your girlfriend, boyfriend, bachelor party. Regardless, you'll have a fun time if you travel to Montreal. Thanks again for listening to Traveling Online, Limekiln and Pike. And as always, if you decide to travel, make sure you bring a pal. Talk to you soon.